Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mastin Kip Podcast. So the thing about attachment is that if we attach to a primary caregiver, which we all do, depending on the who that person is and the quality of that attachment determines how we show up and how we end up until you realize it. And then neuroplasticity teaches us what? You can change that shit. Neuro, what does plas- neuroplasticity mean? Plastic nervous, is your nervous system plastic? No, it's flexible. It can change. Epigenetics means you can turn genes on and off. Okay, so what we're learning is how you were born doesn't have to be how you are. So cool, right? Before, it's just like, this is how it is, right? Now, we only have 20,000 human genes, but you can change microbial diversity in your gut and have a whole different emotional experience. 80% of all of the neurotransmitters are produced in the gut. You change your diet, get a, you know, have a leaky gut, and you get a healthy gut, eat the right foods, you'll feel great. Right? So we know this through neuroplasticity. So you can't change your genes, but you can change how your genes express, which is sort of what they're doing. And you can also not only change the microbial genetics in your body, but how they express too. All that means that how you are doesn't mean, doesn't have to stay that way. And same thing, neural pathways can be created in the body. You can build more myelin pathways too, create new habits and shit. You can teach your old dog new tricks. He just needs a healthy diet, a clean gut, and some essential fatty acids. And then a good environment to co-regulate with. And so if we have attachment patterns that become maladaptive, meaning that we're coping, we can minimize what's unique about us to fit in. Let's get the slides up. So what makes you unique? 
I get to fill in blanks now. Yes. I love how much you guys get to fill in the blank. I know how that feels. Like, what's the, make, what makes you tick? Uh, what makes you unique? Experiences. What else? Story. Yes. What else? Perspective. Yes. Ah. Say what? Personality. Sure. But here's what's interesting. And let me show you the difference. I think it's your gifts. Absolutely. Something you're intrinsically born with, because here's the thing, your personality can be adapted to not express your gifts. Personality is fluid. Some people have more than one. Some people in here. <laughs> Multiple personalities is like different emotional states and stuff. So what makes you unique is your gift. And what's interesting is when you have a primary attachment pattern that doesn't celebrate your gift, you shut it down. Or you don't realize it's a gift. And you get strengths and stuff. It looks like, don't be a painter. Be a fucking tax accountant. You gotta pay bills and shit. And that is a good advice, kinda. But do you want to know why so many parents are like, get a job and don't do the stuff that comes naturally and is playful to you? Do you want to know why? Because they're all fucking assholes. That's why. No, not at all. They want you to be safe. Exactly. And here's the thing, guys. We have to acknowledge something so the context is correct. We are living in the echo of a post-depression World War II trauma. Psychotherapy skyrocketed after World War II. All the healing modalities skyrocketed after World War II. Why? Because everyone's all fucked up from war. War fucked people up bad. Real bad. Families are separated. People are dying. Coming back injured. Being away for periods of time. All kinds of stuff. War is very not good. Okay? And from a trauma perspective, there's, there's a lot of people who still live with the echo of that trauma. We are included in that. And right before World War II, what was that? 1929, what happened? The stock market crashed and the Great Depression came in. So we have to understand that the people that gave us information, like our parents and grandparents, were recovering from the Great Depression and World War II. So from the perspective of the Great Depression, if that's your mindset, does it make sense to get a job? You're lucky to have a fucking job. You're lucky to have food. Doesn't matter if you're gluten-free or not. It's fucking food. Now, the food is probably more gluten-free back then because it wasn't all fucked up like it is today. But the whole point is, is that from the context of the Great Depression, get a job, stay in school, get good grades, makes total sense. Makes total sense. And same thing from World War II. It makes total sense. It's like, it's like economic trauma and then huge world trauma. We fucking dropped nuclear bombs on people. Super traumatizing. That changed the world consciousness. There's the post and pre-nuclear era. And people don't fuck around as much post-nuclear. <laughs> right? It's scary. And so when you're getting this advice around, you know what? Get a job, get good grades. That's not bad advice in the context of the Great Depression. In the context of 2018, it's shitty advice. Because half the shit that people are studying in college right now, if you're a freshman today, that by the time you graduate in four or six years, the shit you learned is obsolete almost. Right? So the whole idea is, is that it's 2018. It's almost 100 years later. Do you think some shit is different now than 100 years ago? 
What's different? Fucking everything, right? There's no Instagram back then. Thank God. Imagine, no, awful, right? There's so many things that are different. Instant connection, building businesses, feminine and female empowerment, diversity, 2040-ish is when white people will no longer be the majority-ish. It'll be a good day because diversity is so important. Everything is different, yet we're operating like it's not. So when you look at the advice of someone who says, get a job, thank them for that perspective and then defy it. Because today we got people who are like under the age of 20, making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year playing video games, video games. And you told them not to bad idea. They could be paying your mortgage right now. (laughs) Who follows? This makes sense, right? When I first, when I had my first $5,000, like amount come in, someone paid in full for a retreat. I sat there and I was like, it just came in. I was like, so confused like that. It's supposed to be like direct deposit from my employer. And the fuck is that's going in my bank account. Like it hit me, you know? And then two more came in. Bing, bing. I was like, 15,000. I was like, ah. I for sure thought somebody was going to come arrest me. <laughs> Some like the FBI, police, CIA. I was like, there's no way. I'm not allowed to do this. Fucking crazy. Look. <laughs> right? And then we sold like 17 more in two days. I was like, oh my God. What the f- Multiply 20 times 5,000. What is that? How much is it? It's $100,000 in like seven or eight days. I was like, what the f***? I was like, does it actually go in my account? Does it, does it go in there? Like, or does it like go somewhere else? Cause I'm not used to this shit. Right. And then I was like, wow, we sold that retreat out. Let's do two more. We asked two more, sold them out in a month, 20 each, 60 people times 5,000. Do the math. Yeah. I'm sitting here like, well, that's the most I've ever done. Wait a minute. Do I have to deliver this stuff too? <laughs> Can I just go about my merry way? It's like, oh, fuck. the avoidant pattern kicked in. Now I did three back-to-back retreats, seven days each, 21 days, wiped myself out. Never do that again. Went to Maui, never saw the beach. Won't do that again. But it was a paradigm shift for me. And I started to realize like, first of all, no one came to arrest me. That's cool. The money went into our bank account. Also cool. People showed up. Amazing. And they got a transformation. Amazing. It was incredible. It was everything that I was scared it wasn't going to be. It was awesome. It was perfect. And so the reason why I'm sharing this with you is because it's not about revenue from a job. It's just about revenue. And you can get paid for who you are today. That wasn't the case in 1929 or 1942. Right? We have Remembrance Day to remember, but we don't have to act like it in our business. It's important to understand that because the people that are giving us this advice, they went through that. But guess what? Why did they go through that? So that we can do this shit. This is the legacy they left us. Thank God. They didn't, I don't think they went through it so that their future generations could have it the same as them. I think they wanted to be better. What do you think? So let's make it better. How's that sound? So we're going to break some of those rules. 
And some of those rules mean you got to step into your gifts and you might think your strengths are your gifts. And there's people hear this all the time. Gift versus strength, gift versus strength. What's my difference? What's the difference? People think that their strengths are their gifts. They're not. They're different. Let me explain. Okay. Gallup defines strength as the ability to consistently provide near perfect performance in a specific activity. That's what a strength is. You can consistently deliver near perfect performance. So let's just say that you learned how to be a bookkeeper and you can do that bookkeeping shit real fucking good. Would that be a strength? Yeah. Well, if you're an accountant and you can account, is that a strength? What do you think? Yeah. How many people are in or were in, and this will include myself, a soul-sucking job? Anybody? Okay. Was there shit you were good at there? Like strengths? Like what were they? Say what? Database management? Workflow? What else? Selling shit? What else? Investing? Say what? Social work? Thank you for your service. What else? Nursing, what else? So nursing, so like phlebotomy and shit too, like IVs and stuff. IVs, yeah. Right in. Don't give people embolisms, please. <laughs> I know you won't, just kidding. Right? Who here feels like there's some shit that you got really good at at a soul-sucking job you don't want to do anymore? Anybody? Keep your hands up, look around. Okay. What this means is what you got good at at that soul-sucking job to earn is a strength that you developed probably because of your attachment pattern. Let that sink in for a second. They told you to get a job, da, 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 right? Very rare is that someone goes, oh my God, you're a creative genius. Let's just nurture that and see what happens intuitively. <laughs> that shit's rare, right? Sir Ken Robinson is leading a movement of unschooling that kind of brings that up. You got a little bit of that in the Kip schools, not mine, but cool name. Same thing in Montessori, it's there a little bit. What? Which part? I say a lot of words. Oh, yeah. So you could, it's highly possible that you got, you create strengths or skills at a job and you got that job because of your attachment pattern, but it's not the shit you love to do. Like, I was really good as a music manager helping other people make their dreams come true. Sort of what I do now, a little bit. But the shit I hated was like the fucking worksheets, Excel files, keeping files and shit, the worst. I love hanging with the bands, going on the road, finding new talent. I hated all that fucking paperwork shit. Still do. I remember freshman year of college, I walked in to my accounting class. I sat down, I opened the book, the professor started talking, and I walked right out. And I was like, I'll get there in my senior year. <laughs> in liberal arts, I'll just do my senior year, this class. And I never went back because I dropped out. Guess what? I hire accounting now. And guess what? The only accounting I need to know is how much did we spend? How much did we make? And is that number accurate? And if that number is accurate, all the accounting, accounts receivable, payable, layable, whatever the fuck it is, right? They can figure that shit out, right? 
And what's ironic is the person who's our controller, she's kick ass. She has the masters, not me. And guess what? She wants to do more meaningful work like this, right? So the idea is, is that maybe your strengths are strengths, but they're not gifts. And I'm not saying that you're not bad. I'm just saying this again. It's like leg, no leg day. You didn't do legs, right? And a lot of people, when we start to figure out what their gifts are, like, oh, I couldn't do that. It's not my strength. Well, why the fuck is it not your strength? What do you think? You haven't tried it yet. You stuffed that shit away because someone told you to. And you said, okay. And so now we get to discover what they are. And guess what? You can turn your gifts into your strengths. What is a gift? By the way, the previous source of Gallup, this is the new source. That's how I define it. A unique talent or capacity that when grown in service to others creates sustainable freedom, fulfillment, and joy. Meaning you love to do it. What would you say, based on your observation of me, is one of my gifts? Talking. I can talk all day long about stuff I care about. Otherwise, I'm silent. Teaching. But about what? What I love to do, like trauma stuff, attachment stuff, business stuff, helping people be rebels profitably, <laughs> right? Listening, watching, observing body language, right? Getting to what's really going on with somebody. The shit that I always got in trouble for as a kid. Nobody wanted to answer the question, why? You ever notice that? Why? Kids who answer, ask that question, please encourage them to keep asking that question. Never stop asking that question, why? It's the most important question. If you ask that question enough, you'll probably find the God particle because it's the root, root cause. Root cause analysis is everything. If you want to know the number one skill set moving forward, root cause analysis to figure out how things work and put them back together, make them function better. That's the name of the game. Root cause in functional medicine, root cause in trauma work, root cause as an entrepreneur, root cause is the name of the game. That's where the world's going. Why is the most important question? But when I was a kid, unintentionally, they told me, don't ask that question. In fact, I remember when I was like 12, I had moved back to Lawrence, Kansas, and I went to a very specific school because I wanted to play on a baseball team. And I had to go and I had to go to school in a specific area to get on the baseball team. It was called Douglas County Christian School. Yeah, I didn't know what that was. Like Christians are cool, right? Especially in Kansas. So, and I was twelve. I didn't know. I just want to play baseball. And I was raised by a biologist. I went to I went to a Presbyterian church. I learned the Bible. Went to Bible study. But I was raised by a biologist. I was talking about quantum physics and all that stuff, like from my, my parents treated me like a PhD from like when I was born, they just talked to me about all that stuff. I was always around my father's like carabiners and experiments and all that type of stuff, always around it. And we always talked about Darwin, quantum physics, protons, electrons, all that shit. And so in 12, when I was like 12 or 13, I went to Douglas County Christian school science class. And they said, okay guys, uh, science and, uh, take out your Bible. I'm like, Oh, do we pray before science class? Okay, cool. And they open up to Genesis. They start reading Genesis. In the beginning, God, blah, blah, blah. By the way, that's the most important words in the whole Bible. In the beginning, God, end of story. <laughs> that can start and end there. But the point is, is that I was like, why are we reading more now about science in this? And they talked about day one, day two, and all the different days. And then, you know, that's how the earth was created a few thousand years ago. And then, and I'm like, is this the science part? I'm 12. Is this the science part? And I just kind of raised my hand like, (laughs) 
And poor Miss Henry, <laughs> poor Miss Henry. Uh, yes, son. Uh, Miss Henry, I'm confused. Where's the science? You should see the look on her face. Like, she goes, well, this is the science. Like, no, wait, wait, are you saying that a couple thousand years ago, this happened literally in seven days? She's like, yes, son. I go, you must be confused, Miss Henry. Have you heard of evolution? I had no idea about all the evolution, creationism shit. I was just 12, right? I go, you know, Darwin and stuff. And she's like, oh no, we don't believe that. I go, well, hold on, Miss Henry. Just hold on a second. I started like pushing back. <laughs> okay. 12 years old. And I go, Miss Henry, let me ask, let me just, let me think about, let's think about this for a second, guys. Let's, I'm talking to class now. <laughs> Natural teacher, right? I go, think about this. Okay. The Bible was written like 2000 years ago ish. 2000 years ago, we didn't know what electricity was. We didn't know like how to fly airplanes. We thought that the only thing you could, that could float is like wood, you know? And like, don't you think that this Genesis book, I mean, it's beautiful, but don't you think it's maybe like a metaphor to describe extremely complicated scientific process to simple farmers and sheep herders? And I was expecting applause. I've united the theories. A metaphor for complicated science explained to you know, very simple-minded sheep herders. I was expecting them to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. What'd they do? Miss Henry, go to the principal's office. I'm like, why? What do you mean, go to the principal's office? You need to study evolution. Go to the principal's office. I'm like, okay. So I go to the principal's office and they kind of were just like, don't do that. And I was like, what do you mean? Don't do that. And I started, I was pushing into it. My parents had to come get me. It was the whole thing. So I was like, guys, I had no idea the forces I was like up against and like all of the stuff. I just like science metaphor makes sense. When I was leaving, I was expecting compassion from Christians. Cause in the book I read, it said, turn the other cheek. I heard that at Bible study. They called me monkey boy. Yeah, monkey boy. Like, ooh, 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 they made fun of me. I was like, you know, I'm not going back to that fucking school. Because that's not the Christian I know. That's not the Christian I am. And for a long time, I turned my back on Jesus, on God, on everything because of the people. I didn't realize there was trauma and all that type of stuff and dogma. I didn't know about all that. It was just like, I just was trying to be earnest. And for a long period of time, I shut that part of myself down. They could see things differently. 12 years old, guys. Right? And it was scary to speak up about that type of stuff again for a long time. Do you think that insight was a gift? Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's like complicated science to like a metaphor. Like, okay, sure, yeah. That's kind of how all religions are. They're all true, just not literally true. They're metaphorically true. They're all metaphors for something that's really unknowable. Who follows? Does this make sense? So that gift of insight was very powerful, right? And we tend to take our gifts for granted, because they come easy. I don't have to try to have insight. I just notice shit. Just come, just there. I see stuff all the time that I'm like, how do people not see that? Anyone else have that? That's a gift. Maybe you feel things or hear things. Maybe you can intuit things, right? It comes so easy. You discount it. I discounted it for a long time. I was like, wait a minute, you're telling me that like, it's hard for people to like look at facial expressions, tone of voice, body language, and kind of tell someone's telling the truth or lying and then get to the, the root of why they're really are the way they are. That's, that's, that's not normal. 
That's easy for me. It's like, it's just there. I think it's part of the agreement of why I'm here, right? But a lot of times, like, no, no, don't do that. Do this. Anyone ever have an experience like that? Yes or no? Yeah. So we've minimized our gifts, okay? Now, with practice, you can turn your gifts into strengths. I have practiced the gift of insight over and 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 over again all the time. But it takes practice, and practice is built over time. You can't just be Michael Phelps because you dove off the board once. You have to practice all the time. You have to build the pathways. You have to co-regulate with people who believe in you. And you have to prove the part of yourself that shut it down that's safe to come out. But we live in a different world today, a world where soft skills and gifts can make you money. That wasn't always the case. It wasn't always the case. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.